TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. Watching the results as they come in, 83% of the votes expected in both of the Georgia Senate races are currently have a slight, slight, slight lead for the Republicans. Uh, David Perdue is up by about, let's see, uh, 50, 60, 70, about 80,000 votes. And then in the other one, the Loeffler and Warnock, Loeffler's up by about... 40 some thousand votes. So it's very slim margins between the two of them. And they've been jockeying for position back and forth there for a while. Just a little bit ago, there was the secretary of state office given an update as they're counting these. And it's kind of funny the way that they're handling this. They're like, I don't want to do this. That's the way I feel. I feel like they're thinking to themselves. I don't want to be here tonight. I just listen, guys, come on. I just don't want to be here. Here, let me give you an example of what that sounded like. The seesaw for the rest of the evening, yes. Any issues you know about that could delay any reports? Not that I'm aware of. And the vote totals are approaching 3 million now. Did I add that correctly? Uh, um, the last I looked is getting around to that number, and we had 3 million cast, as we know, in the advanced and, and um, the advanced in person and the mail in voting already. So we knew that that was the number we were going to have. So that means we have whatever number today is going to be to be added to that total. So we know we're approaching that total overall. Plus the absentees that you still have yet to... Uh, they came in today, yes. And like I said, we're trying to have our counties at least acknowledge the receipt of them by 1 p.m. tomorrow. That's been a request we've made of the county so everybody's understanding what the outward bound of what available ballots are. As I mentioned earlier, as of this morning, there's about 17,000 overseas military ballots still to potentially come in. And remember, those are different from the other ballots and then they can be postmarked today and then accepted by Friday. It could be, yes. 16,000, uh, uh, or 16,000, but we'll update that number either later tonight or tomorrow morning. Did you say Friday? Friday. Military and overseas ballots, if they're postmarked today, they can be accepted by Friday. When do you think you'll be announcing the results? <laughs> when we finish counting the votes and certify the results. Thanks, guys. We'll come back in a little while. Um, Maybe. Or do you want to go home? I mean, it's kind of up to you all. Okay, so I'll, I'll go. As soon as we know some more, we'll come back. Thanks. All right, so I like that. He goes, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you guys want to You guys want to wait around? So they're thinking to themselves, yeah, I might as well put on another pot of coffee. 
let's put out another pot of coffee and get this thing going. But it just depends. I'm curious how many of these uh, absentee ballots have been voted or counted yet, because are we going to see the thing that we saw in the general election this late night? Oh, let's just do this uh, random boost up in the middle of the night. Uh, and if you try to look at this district by district and see what's out there and what's left predominantly blue or red areas, what could be counted, what's not, it's going to be super close again, super close again. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of sore, uh, sore people out there when it comes to all this. But then again, I think that's kind of expected that tonight we're not going to have a winner. Maybe by tomorrow morning, we'll have a winner. Probably not. Maybe by the end of the week, we'll have a winner. Probably not. I just don't know. So on the show tonight, I'm not going to do every single moment we're talking about Georgia. I'm just going to be ducking in and trying to look at anything that's new. So if there's any changes to it, we'll let you know. But uh, if you want to call in, you can. We'll try to keep things a little bit more flexible, a little bit more open. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I saw that Joe Biden was dangling the carrot today on the second stimulus. All you got to do, all you got to do is vote for Democrats and we'll get you that money. Yeah. So he knows what motivates the Democrats, free government money. So that's what he was trying to go to. Forget about all the other stuff. We'll, we'll make sure you get yourself a nice little $2,000 stimulus payment if you vote Democrat. Um, some of the other things, too. A lot of scammers have been taking advantage of the uh, stimulus payments, which is sad. And H&R Block had a mix-up when it comes to the payments that a lot of people are upset about. So we'll talk about that, too. But like I said, I want to keep things a little bit more open tonight. If you want to call in and talk about something, you could talk about tomorrow with the Electoral College. If you want to do that, if you want to talk about what they're doing in Washington, D.C. and marching, if you want to talk about Georgia, there's a lot on the table that we can get to. I just don't want to be alone tonight. So give us a call. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Radio's BS detector. Mark Reardon. Weekday afternoons at 2 on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Yeah, it's going to be one of those cold and lonely nights. I can feel it. I'm watching CBS News and trying to get updates from uh, Georgia as they give them and trying to also look at the election results as they come in. I I wonder how many people are actually caring about this. I think in the end, they just want to know, okay, do the Republicans keep it? Are they going to keep the Senate? Is that all that most people care about? Well, no, because Joe Biden realized that, hey, this is what you care about. President-elect Joe Biden, according to Business Insider, who wrote this up, said Monday that Americans would receive that $2,000 in coronavirus relief payments immediately if Georgia voted for both Democrats in the U.S. Senate runoff. Isn't that it? Isn't that just basically the epitome of what the Democrats have ran on in my lifetime, at least, which is, hey, don't worry, the government's going to give you free stuff as long as you vote for us. That has been the biggest selling point over and over and over again. They just keep going back to that well. Oh, if you vote for me, you'll get everything for free. Everything will be taken care of. It'll all be good because the government knows how to take care of you. Obviously, you don't know how to take care of yourself. It's the government that knows how to take care of you. Put your life into our hands. It sounds like a terrible insurance ad, doesn't it? Put your life into our hands, the United States government. (laughs) But that's it. I mean, it's, hey, we'll give you free college. We'll give you free health care. We'll give you free money. We'll give you free income. We'll take care of your rent. We'll make it so you can't be evicted. We'll give you everything free. And then what happens? 
it's just amazing. It's, you know, they, they sell it and they sell this idea of we can do it all. And Hey, don't worry. We got rich people that'll pay on your behalf. Don't worry. No problems. And then what ends up happening? <laughs> we find ourselves in pretty big trouble and the promises never pay off. Uh, he told Georgians that, quote, those checks will never get there. If Senator Perdue and Senator Loeffler, the two Republicans both win. Oh, those dirty Republicans. Well, keep in mind, too, I, I saw this and this was actually a pretty good quote. <laughs> they said how long. Have they, so it took what uh, nine months of negotiations, uh, six months of negotiations or whatever to get to the six hundred dollar mark for something like that. Uh, and keep in mind. You've, uh, the president and the Republicans wanted two grand, but it just didn't work out that way with all the other things that they wanted to put into it. And on the other side, the Democrats wanted to do more than just the uh, stimulus payments. Hey, we need to. Oh, man, we got to get all this foreign aid out there to all these countries. Oh, boy, we got to tie in money for, you know, we're going to like one of the examples of the money that was tied into it. You know, the beautiful museums we have in Washington, D.C., we could use some more of them. So Smithsonian, why don't you build a couple more museums on us? Thanks to the coronavirus funding uh, or the Kennedy Center. You looks like you need some more money to clean the curtains again. Ugh. All of, And there's a lot of this fraud that goes on with this spending. And that's kind of the deal. I think uh, they just want to throw as much money out there as possible in order to get to the point where they could. I don't know. Uh, leave the opportunity for more fraud to skim off the top for their own people. Who knows? What uh, what goes down? So, like, here's an example. Let me let me show you this one. Scammers have taken 36 billion in fraudulent unemployment payments from American workers. 36 billion in unemployment benefits to improper payments, largely because of fraud through the CARES Act that was passed in the spring. Let me let me let me put it this way: If anyone has the opportunity to commit fraud against the government and they are successful at doing so, and they know the government is bad when it comes to repercussions against them and times like this, and they have a terrible job of keeping people holding them accountable. What do you think happens when you're an elected official and you're in power and you can decide where this money goes and you realize that you can manipulate it in a way to make it go where you want and it'll go unaccounted for and people will forget about it because then maybe you can be a cheerleader for another $2,000 payment down the line. You don't think that they try to manipulate you based on these things? It's uh, sad. You got to sell yourself out for an opportunity to get a $2,000 check. It's pretty sad. Let's go to Larry, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Wow, you sound like a disgruntled talk show host. What's wrong? <laughs> Everything's you, disgruntled now, yeah. You, you, so I just listened to an interview with Josh Holly on the Laura Ingram show. Mm -hmm. Are you privy to what happened in Washington, D.C. last evening? Yeah, well, we saw this breaking last night, and I got some preliminary reports on the air last night. So it was just his quotes that he was giving at that point. Yeah. So Antifa showed up at his house. He's here in he's here in St. Louis, and he they just had a new baby, just pr pretty much like you, seven seven weeks old. And Antifa wasn't there to do a church church, church vigil. Believe me, <laughs> they had bullhorns and this and that. You know. We really do have a problem in this country. If we mm -hmm. we use free speech to ex express our opinion, we have people showing up at our doorstep with bullhorns. Really, is this how we want to run our country? It it, mm -hmm. it is so sad, Ryan. And you brought light uh, earlier between Asaf and Warnock. I I absolutely agree with you with Warnock. He's a uh, anybody that says we have white worship in this country. 
and preaches abortion out of a pulpit, uh, maybe you ought to open the Bible, not just hold it in his hand. Maybe you ought to read what's in it. Um, and Ossoff, yeah. I did a little investigation on this guy. This guy's really never had a job. He's really right? never worked in his life. He's like, he looks like he's about 60. He's about 33. I guess that not working all age. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, those are my comments. All right. Thanks, Larry. Good to hear from you always. Yeah. He's right about looking at some of these different ones when Antifa and them come to your front door and yeah, it is threatening. It is menacing. They're not coming there for a vigil or to ask for an autograph or anything like that. It is a very scary moment. And you really sympathize with the McCloskey's in the position that they were in. When you look at all of those that were out there um, violently out there, like just imagine, remember when the whole thing broke? And I remember being on the air that Sunday night, hearing about what happened with the McCloskey's and being really, I think, the first to talk about it. I don't think there was anyone else that was talking about it because we just happened to be on Sunday night and there's not a lot of other, (laughs) I don't think there's any other talk shows on Sunday night. So the night before you had the Catholic vigil and the prayer that they were doing up on Art Hill. And you had the protesters show up and start punching these Catholics that were out there just doing, uh, just praying. And the audacity of some of these protesters going on the news later, if you remember, there was that one that hopped onto KMOV and regretted nothing. And he said, yeah, I was out there. And they get videos of him punching people and just very, just very obnoxiously pointing out the fact that they had it coming to them. Luckily, later, it took them a while, but they finally pressed charges against this person. But could you imagine being caught on tape, physically assaulting people and instigating and doing all of this and having the audacity to go on the news to talk about it? Hey, it needed to be done. This is insane. This is where we were. And then fast forward to the next day when you had more protesters on a private road in a private area going through a private gate, breaking through that private gate. And as the McCloskey's are watching all of this happen, knowing what goes on in their city and knowing how violent things get, stand out there and say, we're not allowing it to happen in our front porch. You think about Josh Hawley and how defenseless he had to have felt being away from his family, thinking this is what they were confronted with, his wife and his kids. That is the worst feeling in the world. That it, I mean, absolute worst feeling in the world. So I, I got to say, that was pretty remarkable last night. And he's absolutely right to uh, Holly is to characterize them the way that they did. So uh, going back to some of these different payments here, and I want to keep things open if you want to call in at 314-436-7900. And uh, a big part of these checks here and what they're doing is trying to leverage what's going on in Georgia tonight with the runoff votes is trying to say, hey, if you uh, can get two Democrats in, not one, but two, then you'll be able to up those payments. And stimulus payments have already gone out originally that they agreed in the stimulus package that was in late December, $600 payments. I think a lot of people have received them. I would say most people have. They got them out very quickly. But it's unclear whether if they would try to make up the difference or if they would make it into another one. So this would be like, what, a third stimulus payment after that to try to make that 2000 or whatever it is. We're coming into tax time. Some people wondered if you could uh, declare people that weren't on your taxes from past years. Like for myself, I read that because we had a baby in 2020 and since that baby was not on our taxes from the prior year, that I would be able to get a special credit to still get money from her when I go through my taxes. Are they going to do it like that? Are they going to say, okay, we're going to add another tax credit? 
Uh, but there's no answers to it. And there's a reason why there's no answers to it, because the answer isn't trying to uh, get relief to people that are in need. The answer for them is, no, 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 it's not about that. It's about them trying to put them back in power so they can dangle that two grand in front of you and then use all of their power to continue to spend these things that have nothing to do with COVID, uh, continue to spend for their for their own purposes. And a lot of times you look at it and say, uh, why? Why are we doing it like this? And luckily, there are people and Republicans that have stood up against this. But if they get a 50-50 split and all of a sudden the tiebreaker is, is uh, Kamala Harris, then we're in trouble. There's going to be no stopping them at this point. You know, are, are they just going to use their power to defund police or the Pentagon? Are they going to use this power to shift things away from programs that you believe in that would be good and it's going to be more socially oriented? Are they going to try to force more compelled speech and try to punish and your uh, ability to express yourself through the First Amendment? Are they going to try to take things away from your Second Amendment? The hands in Georgia right now. I don't know if Georgia's used to this much attention. I mean, Georgia is a pretty big state. They got a lot going for it. A lot of people look down, but here we are now in the general election. A lot of people were watching and continuing to watch what happened during the recounts. It was a very important state when it came to the Electoral College and the votes that were coming down. And they're not used to that. Now, again, the runoff, they're not used to all this attention. They don't know if they like it or not. And there may be a lot of people right now that are in Georgia just listening or watching the television. I mean, there could be people flipping through the dial looking for anyone talking about the Georgia runoff. And 86% of the vote in right now looks like about 51% to 49% in both of the runoff races in favor of the Republicans. But there's a lot of other votes that need to come in in a lot of blue areas. And the margins are so slim. Who knows what's going to happen with this one? You got a couple of minutes. Uh, let's go to Gabe real quick, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> so uh, I looked up an Atlantic article, an article in the Atlantic today that said that almost half a billion dollars was spent on these races in Georgia. Half a billion dollars. So I, I've been saying for years to anybody who will listen that we need to repeal the 17th Amendment. And I think that this election, with half a billion dollars being spent on two races, mm -hmm. crystallizes that point. I mean, I, I just think it shows so clearly that if we repeal the direct election of senators, put it back in the hands of the general assemblies in the states, theoretically, we would get rid of some of that money in our politics. Oh, so you would not want to vote on senators to be you just want to skip that totally. So why? Yeah, so that's, talking that's about, forget about the spending the portion of it. But what would the benefit be outside of the spending issue with too much campaign money coming in? Outside of that, what would the benefit be? Well, I think you also would get people who are a little more um, maybe experienced, people who have had legislative experience, because, you know, I think the, the state assemblies would choose people who had been there for a while, who had experience. And so you wouldn't have, you know, people who sort of stumble into a seat or, you know, just start climbing the ladder, you know, and, and I respect like Josh Hawley in a lot of ways, but, you know, I'm not like a fanboy or anything of him, but I think he's kind of climbed the ladder in the Senate seat. I mean, look, he ran, he ran for attorney general. He's in there for two years, ran for Senate. Um, I think mm -hmm. if you put it back in the hands of the state assemblies, you might eliminate a little bit of that ladder climbing. 
Huh, interesting. All right. Well, hey, Gabe, thank you very much for your call. Um, I don't know if that's necessary. I, I think that's a pretty radical change to the way we're, the, we're doing things now. I, I just don't see it as necessary, but it's an interesting thought. 314-436-7900. We'll take some more of your calls. I'd like to hear from you. Looks like family video's closing, which is kind of a shame. I have many great memories of family video uh, in Blockbuster, things like that. We'll get an update from Georgia with CBS Radio. It's going to be in a few minutes. We'll also take a look at your weather. Uh, your text messages are welcome, too. And on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. Go and like that page. It would be great for you to do something like that. All, all those things, great options to reach the show. I'm your host, Ryan Recker, on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. News Radio 1120 KMOX. The voice of the Cardinals. Watching the results come in in Georgia. And it's going to be one of those deals like in the general election where the large flood of Democrat votes will be coming in late. Um, Let's see. One person tweeted out Gabriel Sterling tweeted. There's a large group of votes from DeKalb County. The early in-person votes that should be uploaded soon, about one hundred and seventy one thousand votes there. And that was DeKalb County, which I believe was the county that had a pretty wide margin for joe biden during the general election so as of right now the margins are for purdue and Loeffler both having a slight lead but if they add in dekalb and there's a flood of biden votes coming in that could switch very quickly and it could look not so good for the chances of the republicans because as of right now 88 percent of the votes are in is what they're looking at so in georgia it could be whew, could be a tight one it could be one of those late night dumps again, and a lot of people won't be happy about that. But we'll let you know if we see anything in what's coming in. So let's go to Dan, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Hi. Yes. Um. My dad. Um. Uh, he's in a nursing home, and he did receive his uh, first of uh, the vaccine shots. Mm, he did. Great. Yeah. He's. Do you, how old is your dad? Uh, about eighty-one. Well, that's great that he received it, though, because I think a lot of times they talk about the nursing homes getting looked over. Uh, so did he make it a special point to get it? Uh, is What was the procedure? Do you know? Um, I'm not so sure that much about it. Um, he kind of has uh, some dementia, and so we asked him about it, but um, he couldn't really tell us. But I know he received the first shot, and it wasn't, I don't think, the Pfizer one. It was the other one. You know what I mean? The Moderna. Yeah, yeah that's the I one think it was the Moderna one. Like yeah. a day after. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the approval came in, uh, shortly West after, County. too. Okay, so he received it. Um, have you talked to the nurses? Is he doing good? Any problems? Yeah, oh, no, there was no uh, difficulty or anything. Okay, are you happy that he received it? I am very much so, and so hopefully then, you know, it, it was within like a week ago or so, so he'll get the second shot, you know. So what is it like when you want to visit him? Have you been able to? Yes. Oh, that is so interesting, actually. Um, the way they do it, um, I guess they call it kind of a window visit, but they have like a little room where you go and um, visit, you know, but you're through a window, and then they have like some microphones. It's, it's kind of strange or funny, you know. So, like, you're going into the, the prison system or whatever. It actually like seems that him. way in a, in a little bit, yeah. sort of, yeah. Like in the movies when you're going to go visit someone in prison and they pick right. up the phone from the other end and you talk through the glass. Yeah, sort um, of like that, yeah. Well, that's got to be difficult. Yeah, it for like is, him, really if, if you have a dad who's have dementia, it's got to be difficult for him to understand what's yeah. going on. I'm and then with the mass, too, you know, it's like sometimes very hard to hear. Oh, yeah, I could imagine that, too. So with this, does that mean after he receives the second dose, would that open up things for you to go visit him face-to-face? Um, I've heard that possibility, but um, I don't know. I'd like to get a vaccine shot, and I called my doctor's office today, and they just said um, they don't have any information, and it'll be like spring of 2021. So, I mean, obviously I'm much younger than my dad. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I'm glad that you called in and shared that. You're going to have to give me an update after he receives his second shot, if that means they're going to make things a little bit easier for you to visit him in person. Because, I mean, when when you're talking about a family member that has issues like that, it's it's got to be heartbreaking to be separated from them. And I just hope that you'll be able to reunite here soon enough. Yeah, I heard that uh, we might be able to do that. So that would be really great. I hope so. Well, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. See, that's a good phone call. I really, really hope that those families could be reunited. It does break my heart hearing these things. That's the last thing you want. And they're already vulnerable. They already feel alone. A lot of times they don't feel like they're not, uh, they just don't get the attention or the love from the family members that they were hoping. And they're probably not happy to be there to begin with. And and on top of it, you can't even see, get a visit on top of that. And ugh, it's just, it's not an easy situation. Another Dan calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, good evening, and thanks for taking my call. And I hope that guy's dad is going to be okay, man. I mean, you got to keep him in our prayers. Um, the the sure. question I got to yes. ask you is that, you know, they've been talking about, you know, putting these planes over the city of St. Louis to uh, help the, uh, see if they can find out uh, where all the crime and that stuff is coming from. If the, if the people are saying that, that uh, you know, making going to make too much noise for them coming home and that stuff, what about drones? Couldn't they just get these drones and start flying them over the city and uh, and finding out where all the crime is and maybe be able to stop some of this stuff that's going on? I mean, heck, they killed that leader over in Iran with a drone. I mean, why can't it work over here in uh, St. Louis, Missouri? Uh, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> Hopefully they're not arming these things with missiles. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, we better not have uh, uh, Boeing create these drones that are enabled with, you know, uh, missiles. But... They have talked about a couple of different drone ideas, and there was a pilot program I think that we qualified for. I don't know if they ever went through with it, 
But the idea of this pilot program was for surveillance that was used to kind of reverse time where they would monitor certain things. So let's say they kind of had this eye in the sky and there was a crime that was called in. And what they could do is basically pinpoint, okay, it happened over here. So let's find the camera that's close to it. And at this time, we'll go back and rewind the tape and then we'll kind of see where the person came from. You can kind of like watch the video in reverse, see where they came from, see where they're going. It's very futuristic. And this pilot program was meant for cities and designed for cities like St. Louis that have some pretty terrible crime issues to help assist the police who are already spread thin because they don't have the resources that they need. I haven't heard anything on top of that since then. Um, of course, there's a lot of privacy issues with that. Do you really want that sort of surveillance used in a way that's not for fighting crime? Should there be a warrant associated with it? So let's say that there was a crime committed. You have to just like uh, just like entering a home without permission or whatever. You have to get a warrant before you can do that because you are trying to use it as a way to solve a crime. Or are we just going to find that these drones are used to, you know, get around the red light camera rule? <laughs> and They're going to use them as like red light cameras and just start setting all kinds or, or, or they'll use them for speeding. Some places have done this, too. They use these things to determine your speed. If they pick up that you're going faster than the threshold then they'll just like pick up on your license plate and they'll send you a ticket through the mail. Are they going to use it that way? No, that would be terrible. So what are the qualifications of what these drones would be used for? What's the thresholds for them? I think that's important. Um, But nonetheless, we need help. Definitely need help. I think the appealing thing there was at this pilot program, someone else was paying for it, so we didn't have to do it. We still got a long way to go. Things like body cameras on police officers and trying to find funding and getting that equipped. Those are all important things, I think, that will make a pretty big difference. But whatever tools are available for this sort of thing, um, this would help. But let me put it this way. Let's say you do have one of these drones that's monitoring and surveilling, and they were able to pick up a crime. What's going to happen when you have police officers that just can't go or it's not safe for them to go like they know they're going to be set up and they know they're going into a terribly dangerous situation where there's going to be a confrontation? Do you want to put the police officers purposely there? Like, look what happens when there are riots in St. Louis. Remember after the Minneapolis incident and there were riots in cities, including St. Louis, we had police officers that were shot. We had firefighters that were even shot at. We had buildings set on fire, other people trying to set other fires. There was cars set on fire, looting, all of these things. And you have an underfunded police department that are trying to do their best. And at the same time, they realize that if something goes down, and even if it's not the police officer's fault, then you're going to make things worse for your city because then they're going to come back in full force because they'll blame you even if it wasn't your fault. Then you have National Guard calling in, and it's just a giant, giant mess. I don't know. I think the drones are an interesting idea. It just depends the scope of what you can use them for, I guess. He's saying, like, taking out Soleimani or whatever. <laughs> the same type of drones we use overseas in Iran or something. 314-436-7900 is the number. Go ahead and give us a call. It's Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And here we are in Overnight America on this Georgia runoff night. If you're listening to us live, that's great. If you're on the replay, I'm guessing you still don't have an answer who has won. There's still a lot left on the table as we speak. A whole lot left on the table. And at last check, uh, 88% in. 
still close to a 50-50 split with a slight, slight advantage to Republicans in both of those races. However, um, some people are looking at, okay, here are the number of votes that are left over. There's 200,000 here. There's 80,000 there. There's 50,000 there. All right. Uh, it could split up here, but the, the big chunk of them went to Biden last time. So what does that mean? A lot of speculation. We just don't know where it's going to go. Almost sounds like a lyric, doesn't it? Or some sort of a nursery rhyme. Let's go to James, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, how you doing? All right. Okay, man. Listen, uh, Ryan, you, you pretty much consider yourself, though, a true conservative, right? Sure. Okay, what is what is a conservative in, in your mind? What is? How would you describe uh, being a conservative? How would you define being a conservative? That's that's a big question. Um, I don't know if I have the, a precise answer for that. Uh, how about, uh, hmm, I, I don't want to commit myself to this answer, but let's say that your ability to take care of your own affairs trumps your need for the government to do it for you. Is that a conservative? No, I don't know. I, I don't know. If the, I don't know the right answer to that. That's pretty close, man, to what Barry Goldwater would have said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got through reading a book, though. About Barry Goldwater? Uh, yeah, a book that he wrote, and it's still available. It's called uh, With No Apologies. And huh. it's so what, what would, would you think would be a good definition? Yeah. And it's uh, all the people, all the presidents that he knew and his opinions of them. and Oh, just every, some of the things that he forecasted that came true, you know, during the Vietnam crisis and everything. So he knew everybody from Truman all the way up to Jimmy Carter. Well, sure. And, of course, he liked Ike the best, you know, I think he said, you know, as far, you know, we had eight years of peace, with no war, and never sent any troops anywhere. But Trump, you know, when you think about it, Trump never sent a single soldier overseas, never started a war. You know, when everybody was scared, he was going to start World War III and all that. Oh, he never sent anybody over there to fight. In fact, he's starting to bring people home. Yeah, no kidding. No, they said that with everyone. They said, oh, North Korea, well, they'll get into a war with North Korea. And then let's look at this. Look at the tail end of the presidency right now. He's negotiating still peace in the Middle East. Isn't that amazing? Right. So, in other words, uh, 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 you know, everybody used to, well, they were blasting him. We know the Democrats today, they were criticizing him for going to North Korea and cozying up to China. You know, and, and then you just remember Nixon said one time to keep your friends close, but your enemies a lot closer. Hmm. <laughs> I know what he meant by that. You know, yeah. and Nixon was, he was the first man to go to Russia, the Soviet Union, first president and China, and he opened the door, you know, and who would have thought a guy like him would have even have done, you know, a hardcore anti-communist yeah. that Nixon was, you know. I think that all the different accomplishments of the Trump administration, you you look at the things that they said he never would be able to do, and he kind of shot back pretty quickly with all the things he was able to do, which is pretty remarkable, all things considered, because he was fought like crazy, more than any other president I can think of, every single inch along the line. That's one, that's one another reason why a few years back I supported Ross Perot, because he was a businessman, too. And he thought pretty much along the same lines. Some of the you listen to some of his old speeches, Perot's. He was thinking along the same lines as Donald Trump. Things. Yeah, be. he was. 
he was unique. He was quite a quite a guy, and he grabbed a lot of people's attention, rightfully so, because he was outside the box thinking when a time when people wanted outside the box thinking. A self-made man, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, he was cool. I mean, think about what he did with the buying time on major networks because he didn't like that no one was giving him attention that he needed. And his strategy, I forgot the percentage of vote he got. It was like 17 or 18% of the vote, which is great for a third party, unheard of, really. I don't know if you'll ever replicate that again, but that really changed everything. Exactly, right, yeah. So it's just, it was a, uni- a, u- a unique period in history having... Uh, Donald Trump, even if it's just four years, you know, and I honestly think that the, the Republicans pull this out in the in the Senate and maintain a balance there that not everything is going to be undone like they talk about. You know, he's going to love a lot of his policies are going to stay there, you know. It, it depends. So if let's say you're right, the Republicans keep the Senate, it'll be a lot easier for them to hold the line on some key things. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of Republicans that will vote the other way, uh, like the the Romneys are a wild card. Murkowski's are the wild card. So even if it is, you know, 52, 48 or let's say it's 50, 50, you know, there'll be Republicans that will join the Democrats um, or if it's even 51, 50, it's going to be difficult. But or 51, 49, I should say. But either way. Um, I just don't know. I think some of these key things that he was able to put into place, they're just easily rejected because they want to go so far progressive to the other side that the only way you prevent that from happening is you keep the Senate at this point and let a good idea be brought up. And, you know, if you got a good idea and you have some Republicans that want to join that side, that's how you do it. But otherwise, you just don't want to do it because the Democrats want to push further progressive. And if it wasn't, I'll tell you, uh, in 64, when LBJ got the civil rights law enacted you know who he turned to man he needed votes from the south he needed mm-hmm. he needed those southern democrats down there who were segregationists a lot of them he needed those votes and who did he go get everett dirksen the republican from illinois man he went down there and persuaded him <laughs> mm-hmm. i um think we talked about that with rich rubino once we should probably revisit that because he's he's brought that up a couple of times on his monday segment the way that played out Uh, James, I'm glad you called in. It's so good to hear from you tonight. Really appreciate it. Uh, I wanted to give you a quick update. Let's see. We are at 40. No, no, no. 91% of the expected vote in as of 1053 or 953 Central. So this would be 1053 Eastern. So a lot, you know, of course, Georgia being in the Eastern time zone. That's the way they're putting that out. Still very slim margins. Uh, Republicans are up by about 100,000 votes. uh, Purdue's over Ossoff. And then in the Loeffler, still up over Warnock, up by about uh, 80,000, 75,000, something like that. Just trying to do quick math. Not always great at doing quick math. Um, That'll come back to bite me because, you know, it'll change here in a second. Real quick, I said I was going to bring this up. Uh, And H&R Block confirmed a mix-up with their stimulus payments. This is something else. So I don't know if you have different tax preparers. A lot of people do it online now. They buy the software, but they used to, but now it's all done online. And H&R Block was a very popular company. You can go in and work in person with them or whatever. So what they end up doing is saying, well, if you owe money to the government, but you're also going to receive a payment back. So like, let's say you owe to the state, but you're going to get a federal or vice versa. They can say, okay, the net says you're going to be making money back. Instead of you paying us out of pocket and waiting for the refund to come in, what we'll do is we'll take your refund and then we'll pay what's left over and then we'll send the the rest back to you. So let's say 
you're, you're going to get a thousand from the federal government, but you owe the state $500. So ultimately you're going to get $500 back after you pay that 500 to the state. They'll say, okay, don't worry about paying the 500 right now. We'll just take it out of your federal return and then we'll pay you what's left over. We'll just put that into your account. Well, that ended up burning a lot of people because since there was a middleman account that H&R Block was using to pay people back, it was called a uh, My Payment is what their thing's called in H&R Block. The U.S. Treasury Department, when giving these stimulus checks to people, gave it to H&R Block because they were the middleman, and those are the one accounts that were getting the payments to begin with. So H&R Block's like, don't worry, we'll get your money, but if you haven't received it yet because you've used us and you've used this service, that's why, because we're the middleman, and now we got to find a way to get it back to you. Just one extra step, you know? All right, another hour of Overnight America is coming up with CBS News, the latest in Georgia, up next, too, on KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 